One issue that I noticed that we have in the black community as a collective, we have an issue with self-preservation. The reason why I say we have an issue of self-preservation is because you look at all the stories that we have reported about these schools in America and how our children are put in school, the prison pipeline, how they deal with racist teachers, how they deal with teachers um, that's trying to sleep with students, talking to these students any kind of way. Um, they're not getting the proper education. Um, we don't know much about self-preservation in the creation of businesses where we can um, hire people within the community. It's many, many areas that we don't focus on with self-preservation. Now there's this short little interview that I'm going to read, and I'm pretty sure some of you have seen this before, but it's some points out of this I want to take when it comes to the area of self-preservation versus black people, because a lot of us, a, a lot of us really believe in our hearts that our self-preservation comes through the white man. Let's call it what it is and don't come from ourselves. Self-preservation means you self. And then self-preservation as community means all of us within that community. Now, other groups practice self-preservation. They do it. They do it in their actions. They do it in their business. They do it in their education. They do everything they can. And then when these people are looking out for themselves and can care less about black folks and our issues or experience because they're looking out for themselves, period. They didn't care less about what black folks got going on. We have to understand as time go along, more and more people are going to look at us as a community hearing our story and our experience and the more and more we stay in America, they're going to say, man, all right, man, and they, they don't want to hear it. You understand? Because they don't feel like they had nothing to do with it. They didn't practice the Jim Crow. They didn't wasn't part of the Klan. They didn't lynch nobody. They didn't do anything. The more and more we go along, the harder and harder it is to pull on the heartstrings of other people, which some of us do that to thinking that we're going to get sympathy from these other groups. And while these other groups are pushing self-preservation, we're trying to get sympathy from other groups. And what does that sympathy get us? It don't help us pay no bills. The sympathy, you only use that to get something. You understand what I'm saying? Get something means if you want a reparations, that's the time to use that. Just like when it comes to the Jewish community, they use what they've been through to get what they wanted to get, which is their form of reparations. They got it and they just make sure you don't disrespect them. But let's get to this real quick because this, when I want to read to you, it may not be nice to hear, but it is good to hear truth for what it is, no matter where it comes from. Right? So it says an Asian interviewer, he asked a man by the name of Mr. Chang. You got this picture up here. This is what they have. It said, can you address their concerns, Mr. Chain? And Mr. Chain responds to concerns of black people. He said, yes, I can. The fact is that we all live under a system of white supremacy. He said, we Asian people look back at our long history of conflict with the European. We observe their strategies and develop our own in response and in kind. There's no need for loud mass movements on our part. 
because we intend to overtake them in time through action and personal sacrifice. Now, let me stop right there before I get to the next step. That's what I see with other groups coming into America. They come in here, they play the game of white supremacy, and yes, they will play the game against us. But at the end of the day, they're not really for them like that. They're trying to get their position and get their spot. That's what they're trying to do. Okay. And if you can't see these other groups trying to do that, I, I, you just not paying attention. So the interviewer says, and the black man. So Mr. Chang says he does not count into our situation. He is simply here and said, we do not hate the black man. We just love the Asian man. Most It's a real love, not cliche. He said, you want to see Asian man happy. So we employ him. We eat together. We spend time with each other. We want his kids to be educated. So we invest in our own schools that offer our children the technical abilities to change the world's power structure in our favor. Okay. He said, we want to see the Asian man safe. So we purchase and organize our own communities. We want him to remain Asian. So we reduce the outside influence of others, ideologies and cultures. He said, while he fought to, Sniff behind the white man. The black man has had the opportunity and every right in the world to do the same, but he chooses to indict people like me for not hiring him over my own brothers. So for me to do this would be foolish and that would not be Asian love. So in contrast, the black man will fight for the right to be up under everyone else other than the black people who he should feel the most love for. If our indifference to their situation makes us racist, then what would you call the black man's indifference to his own situation? Now that last question is something to really chew on, but let's go through this. Okay. Now I know some of you may be listening. You may be mad and say, forget them Asians. They ain't got our situation and they don't, they don't have the history. We, we get that. Okay. But when people come into this country, you have to understand by me, you know, just traveling, you know, different places and seeing, you know, just a few countries I've been to, um, outside the U S when people come to this country, they don't look at our history. They look at today. They look at now. They don't care about the history. All they see is today. And they say, well, I'm in the same country as black people. How come I can do this and they can't do that? So I'm trying to get you to understand how people in general, it could be other Africans that come to this country. They don't know nothing about our history and, 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 and they don't educate people on our history. And, and at the end of the day, why should they, they don't live here, right? Unless they immigrate here, then maybe they can hear about it. But what he talked about here, he says that he doesn't count um, into the Asian situation about black people. He feels that black people are just here, meaning other groups don't care about us like that. None of them do. We got to care about ourselves. And, and you see that how they move It's self-preservation. If, if how could you preserve self and you worry about other people and what they got going on? Like, listen, nobody, unless they see it like a police brutality incident or, 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 or something that affects something blatantly racist like Charlottesville, nobody cares. And I understand that. That's why I, I move a certain way. Now he said they don't hate black people. They just, you know, love the Asian man the most. And he said real love is not cliche. He said he wants the Asian man to be happy, so they employ him. And as he talks, as we read earlier, he said love is economics. 
he didn't say love was a woman. He didn't, and like how black people promote it, they say black love, black love, black love, and they promote that as two black people being together. But this Asian man say Asian love is wanting to see the Asian man happy, so we employ him. He said Asian love is that they eat together. They spend time with each other. That's what he said, right? He said we want his kids to be educated, so we invest in our own schools to offer our children the technical abilities to change the world's power structure in our favor. You understand? He said that not only I have to give a job to my Asian brother, I also got to make sure his kids are educated underneath what we say. See, as black people, we don't think that way. We think that we sit here, live in a country that's done all the things they have done to us racially, then send our children to a school to be educated by the people we complain about. Like, it doesn't make sense. The, the Asian man is saying, look, I'm sending my kids to school created by Asians. Now, I know Asian Americans here. Yes, they come in and, and they do come to the schools here. They do get in universities, do all of that. Okay. They do. But we're talking about how they mostly feel. And a lot of them do have their own schools. Okay. And when they do come in, they come in with the mindset, like I'm coming here to get this education because this education is going to help me get to the bag. And my experience with a lot of Asian people in school, man, they couldn't even get a B a lot of them because they knew they was in trouble. They got a B. So the bar was set real high for them, real, real, real high. And that comes from your household. Just as much as we as parents in a black community can set the, the household expectations pretty high, we got to get rid of the things that we, we deem important and focus on the things that really matters, okay? So outside of education, he said that he want to see the Asian man safe so we purchase and organize our own communities. See, so he related to having their own communities, okay, and, and that they purchase it and they organize it. So black people, we're scattered all over the place. Some of us live in a black community. A lot of us don't. And, and, let's, and, and let's tell the truth why we don't live in black communities. The fact is, at one point in time, we did have the black doctor and the black lawyer living in the same neighborhood as those who are blue-collar workers. And who maybe didn't, didn't, you know, have much. They have too much, but they had enough to pay the bills, put food on the table, put clothes on the back. But nothing they would say would be luxury, right? Well, in our communities, and the reason why a lot of black people who do, you know, they say, I'm leaving the hood, that's what we say, is because when the people of means there, instead of, you know, they using their uh, means and, and mentoring, you know, young people and helping them to even get to that level, you know, jealousy gets set in and, you know, we allow Pookie and Ray Ray to be running around the community and then they want to rob the people. They want to break in homes. They want to do all these sort of things to ruin the community. And when you work hard and went to school or you got a business, whatever you may have, you're not trying to, you know, be in proximity of anybody that's going to, you're going to be targeted by. So that's why that happens. It's not that oh, black people get to a certain level of success and they're like, I can't wait to leave, you know, away from black people. It's not that. It's fact is that there's certain elements in those communities that you have no choice but to leave. Like show me a, a neighborhood 
or a community that has, you know, that they don't allow Pookie and Ray Ray. It could be middle class or upper class, whatever you want to say, it'd be full of black people. I guarantee you them people are not going to say, I can't wait to get this neighborhood away from black people. They will never say that. We have to be honest. And the problem is with us and not being honest about a whole lot of things is we don't want to be told when we have some wrongdoing going on or we don't want to hear anything about what's causing problems in the black community. And it's not just in the American community, African-American is even Africans too. They the same way. They don't want nobody telling them about what they doing wrong uh, 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 and how to correct it. You know, I don't know what it is to black folks, why you want to protect wrongdoing and see part of what I will say, especially going into a new decade, because we about to go into a new decade. Okay. We got to understand we got to have global unity and we also got to have a separation at the same time. We cannot go into anything to progress as a people with people who was against progression because we have to talk about there's black people that are, is against us being liberated, being free and they happy seeing us down and destitute. And we cannot allow those people to be around us. No shape or form. We can't do it. No matter where they at in the world, we got to unify with people globally who have the right mindset, who think about, we're going to, you know, progress. We're going to thrive. We're not going to sit up here with just thinking I'm broke. I'm broke. I'm broke. Okay, fine. Now you said it. Let's go on and fix it now. Let's fix it. And no, I'm not looking for uh, 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 the white man to, to write a bill to, to pass and give me a check. I'll take it because he owe it. But at the end of the day, it's about self preservation self. We do for self. We, we fight everything on our own. See a lot of our problems as black people is that we can be liberated overnight. But the fact is a lot of black people looking up and say, I'm waiting for God going to deliver us. No, God telling you deliver yourself by getting together with other people in your community and do it yourself. Why don't you do it? Have you ever thought that maybe if you start doing it, God will help you at the same time. But if you don't move and do nothing, then come on. Even if you read the Bible, every person that ever did something, God, instead of then to go do it, did it for them. They had to go do it first. Now he says, talking about black folks. That's what he says. Now, he says he want him to remain Asian. He will continue about this. He says, so we reduce the outside influence of others, ideologies and cultures. He said, while he fought to sniff behind the white man, the black man has had the opportunity and every right in, in the world to do the same, but he chooses to indict people like me for not hiring him over my own brothers. He said, for me to do this would be foolish and that would be not Asian love. He said, in contrast, the black man will fight for the right to be up under Everyone else other than black people who he should feel the most love for is if our indifference to the situation makes us racist, then what would we call or you call the black man's indifference to his own situation? Now let's look at that. We sit up here and get mad at white people that don't want to hire us on jobs when we should be creating our own businesses in our community. And yes, I know it is sabotage that happens at times, but, it, but the more of us that do it, the more of us that seek that. Okay. 
like the Asians, how they seek to create their own jobs. And then the jobs they do have, they push education to get that. Now, there are people that are going to listen to this podcast because I can tell low-level low thinking. I really can tell. when If you get mad about what I'm saying and not paying attention to what we focus on, okay, we're focusing on entertainment more than anything. And there's nothing wrong with being entertained. Listen, I love entertainment. I, I, I laugh at comedies. I mean, yes, yeah, it's, it's a time for everything, though. It's a time to laugh. It's a time to cry. It's a time to dance. It's a time to sing. It's a time to be quiet. It's a time to work. It's a time for everything underneath the sun. It's a time for it. Understand? It's a time. We as black people have to understand that this world's passing us by. And if we don't get our act together and have some self-preservation, we're going to wither on the vine. Now, the beautiful thing is there's great people that would even listen to this podcast and, and, and can feel everything that I'm saying. They would say, man, I know, I understand what this dude's saying. I mean, it's a reality. As much as we don't like it, it's a reality. We, we worry about, you know, being included with everybody else and what they got going on instead of focusing on ourselves. You know, we, we send our kids to these schools every day instead of having, you know, schools built for our children. So we don't have to deal with school, the prison pipeline, race soldiers, etc. cetera. I mean, I feel all that. But the fact is, we, and if we have not realized, the white man is cutting us off, okay? And I know a lot of you don't want to hear that, but if you look at his situation, his situation screwed up. He has a country in what? Trillions upon trillions, that what, 20 trillion or more dollars in debt? The white man don't even have it like he used to no more. You realize white people are, are, are begging for jobs? They can't even get jobs. So how are they going to give you a job? Then automation is coming in. If you don't have a job now, when automation come in, and then they say that a lot of black people, especially black men, work uh, what they call low-level service jobs. Those jobs are going to be gone when automation comes in. You know, I went to a McDonald's the other day which is very rare for me to do is go into anybody's McDonald's and just, uh, you know, my little girl, I got, got her like this little high cakes or whatever. And they had the kiosk at McDonald's where it used to be somebody's job. Now they have the kiosk where you put in what you want and it's come bring it to you at, at your table. There used to be someone's job to be at the cashier register and do all kinds of, you know what I'm saying? Automation is coming in and everybody's fearing automation. Okay. If you fear it, then you, we as a community need to create our own economy and our own jobs with right here in America. See, my thing is this. I'm not, I can't put my hope in politicians. I can't do that. Now, if you want to do that, that's fine. But at the same time, you need to be working in the community to fix our issues and problems because HR 40, even if you get it, we still got to fix our issues and problems. And I don't see HR 40 coming, not this year, that's for sure. And definitely not in the next four years. If Trump is reelected, I don't see it. This current democratic party has a vitriol towards black Americans. Very, very vitriolic. So with that being said, I think our energy needs to be best spent at Self-preservation. I mean, if you care about the black community, if you don't care about the black community, if you don't care, then just say, hey, that's to stop with it. And then we just, you know, everybody go their own separate way. But I, but a lot of people do care about the community. 
uh, more than others. So we have to be about self-preservation. Self-preservation is an economy. Self-preservation is jobs, education, um, you know, neighborhoods that, that you actually own, not apartments or, or rent places, but a community that we can build. We have what? So many acres of land in the United States that you can build communities on, viable communities. You know, communities that we have being gentrified, like right here in Houston, Third Ward being gentrified with a black mayor. See, things like that, you know, that's what we have to put a stop to. Things like that uh, and protect the communities that we have. But we're so focused on everything else except self-preservation. If we don't have self-preservation, we will not survive. Give me your thoughts. Thank you for listening to the Philo Scott audio experience. I hope you learned something from our program. Make sure if it's your first time here, go and check out all the episodes that we have. Start binge listening. That way you can get acclimated to everything that we're talking about. If you like our show and we would greatly appreciate you liking the show, support us monthly. You can do it as little as a dollar or more. Support of the show helps us to keep going, helps us to change, upgrade, buy equipment. You know, eventually we're going to start bringing guests in and we want to make sure we put on a great show for you guys. So support is definitely something that we greatly appreciate. We definitely appreciate all our supporters that we have now. We love you. We cherish you. Thank you for everything that you're doing. See you next time.